we're going to be positive every day. You're the people being negative. You and some of the fans. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yashramski booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. Hello, valuable listeners. Welcome to Entitled Town. We have made it on after some technical difficulties, but that's not uh, your problem at all. And we've got, uh, you know, an absolute embarrassment of riches with regard to topics to talk about. I think the one that's uh, top of mind is going to have to be the uh, Callahan Gregian article that uh, came out in the Boston Herald today. And um, we'll uh, just open up the floor to that. Well, uh, can I start by saying that there have been um, Asian land wars that started out less ill-conceived than this podcast? Um, Ironhead, you know, is, is down with the uh, the I don't know what's the what's the the Seattle the the Gonzaga flu. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, this uh, this Callahan Gregian, uh, you know, not exactly um, not exactly our boys from the post uh, during Watergate, but. <laughs> It is what it is. What it is. But um, so one of the things I'll, I'll say is the, you know, the, the January 2018 um, Wickersham article. That was Van Natta as well, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, um, there was lots that we could disprove uh, factually. And, you know, there's already been one here tonight on the Herald story being the um, that judge is apparently going to the Shrine Bowl. Uh, and that was that was corrected. Um, so there's that. But and I think w- with that with that Wickersham story, there was a lot that was wrong factually. And, and he jumps to a lot of conclusions, things like that. Um, but I guess the one thing I'll say is there is truth. There was truth in it. Um, uh, it's not fake, but accurate. But I think it was there was some truth to that story. And I think it kind of generally got it right. Uh, as far as this goes, I think you know, probably there was frustration um, in the building because it bubbled over. Certainly with the Mac, Max body language, Kendrick Bourne, who did do jack shit all year, shooting his mouth off um, with the scheming it up comment. So I think there is some, um, there is some truth to that, but, you know, based on some of the quotes, the way they were worded, like I just kept reading it. And there was like, there was a few of them. I was like, that's fucking Zolak. Like, because it was couched <laughs> as a, near the team and things like that. It's like, Hmm, I don't and and who is the yappiest yapper of all? And we know we know Zoe likes to talk, so I, I don't know. But I'm sure there's truth in it. But I just think you know that they they had dream, visions of of uh, the New England regional Pulitzer in their head, and I think it really kind of fell flat. All right, uh, who wants to go next? Yeah, I'll. I'll okay, I'll jump in. thank you, brother John. The the uh, you know it's it's so easy to distrust and dismiss. Boston media. And what about this article? Like the, the burden of, of, you know, belief, I think lies on the journalist to present something that's compelling enough where it's like, yeah, you're going to believe what they're, what they're selling you. I just, this is completely anonymous sources. Mike on one talked about the fact that it's, it's people around the organization, you know, using Karen and Andy's words there, you know, people around the organization, there's that at all drop which makes you think that, you know, Bedard is a source, right? You know, it's, it's, it's just that the, the phraseology on it is so leading. It's almost like you can kind of get a sense of where Callahan brings in some stats and some schematic stuff. And then Karen's dropping in stuff like light rain cut through a thick gray fog choking Foxborough when Bill O'Brien walked into Patriots headquarters. That's and, why she's an know, award winner. Yeah. It's like that because, oh, here's, a, here's an exact quote from the second paragraph. Because in 2022, the Patriots were dead on arrival. I mean, this was an eight and nine team that going into the last week of the season had this had the final playoff you know spot, right? It's dead on arrival. Like that at the very end of the article, she has this David Andrews thing, right? Again, I'm assuming that Karen wrote this part, right? The the um, you know, it's it's the 
the, the temperatures had climbed close to 100 degrees on the field, you know, talk about August training camp, and the offense completely wilted, the first sign that it would be unable to withstand the heat of an NFL regular season. I mean, this is a team that was a Ramondre Stevenson fumble, you know, in a, in a forward progress bullshit non-call from beating the team playing in the AFC championship game this year. I mean, the idea that the, the team was dead on arrival, like, I mean, it, the, that's what bothers me. It doesn't, it jibes with common sense that there was frustration. Nobody's doubting that, right? It jibes that the coaching that, that, that you know, was orchestrated in August didn't pan out as well as we'd hoped. But this was an eight and nine team. This is not the Upton Meyer Jaguars, right? This is not the, and I said Upton Meyer, this is not <laughs> the Nathaniel Hackett Broncos, right? This is not a complete clusterfuck. It's a team that was a few plays away from, from being a certifiable playoff team. And, you know, these guys are trying to make it out to be this like nightmarish season. It just, it's, it's, it's just, it's completely devoid of reality. The hyperbole did seem to be turned up to 11 and it's, there's certainly no lack of, you know, finding players who felt that their playing time was taken away to, you know, go up the, you know, Bruce Armstrong Memorial back stairs to talk to, uh, talk to the press at, uh, the Wingo square paper there. Uh, but, uh, there is, there, there certainly was some, uh, smoke, so there could definitely be a bit of fire. And, uh, there, there's no doubt that we, we did see Mac, you know, jawing back with the coaches so it's not entirely uh i can't discount the whole thing that it's uh just uh, all uh all malcontents and uh you know there's no there's no truth in the matter unfortunately but uh the the, the thing was it uh the whole thing was brought up on the presence on the precedence that uh yes uh bill o'brien's back but that's not going to fix what happened before and we it's uh it's, you know, as, uh, as uh, Coach Belichick would say, you know, that's in the past. We're not going to, you know, go back and talk about that. We know uh, we, yeah. That's a great point right there. Yes. I mean, I, I don't think I this, agree. Like, I have a great point, but you continue. Like everybody's saying, I don't think this is the big expose that, that, that everybody's acting like it is. There's no there there. I mean, they had a bad offense and they went out and got the offensive coordinator everybody wanted. So it's that's tacit. Uh, ad, admittance that yeah what we did before didn't work but uh, I want to talk about the anonymous sources because uh, as a journalist you, you can't escape the need for them you know in order to maintain a, a, a valuable source you sometimes need to protect the identity blah 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 I get that but there's inherent problems with the practice especially when say like with Wickersham you know an entire piece is attributed to an anonymous sources they, they give blanket anonymity which can become blanket immunity for the, these guys to say whatever they want anybody that's got an axe to grind against belichick is going to embellish he's uh they're going to speculate sometimes they'll just outright lie and uh but the biggest problem here is we don't have any indication whatsoever who these people are and what their importance is with the team you know are are, are there players saying this are there coaches are, are there agents um um, unless are there you vice know, presidents, what's that? Are there, you know, team vice presidents? Saying yeah, that? exactly. If, 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 you know, if it's, you don't even, you hope it's not other media members, but just like you said, there's it, some things sounded like Bedard or something sounded like Zolak. Uh, so who that anonymous source is changes the, the weight of the story dramatically. So I, you know, they're trying to portray this as a team wide dysfunction and a pending disaster, but Without knowing anything about the sources, there's no way to know if it's just a couple malcontents, uh, a couple agents stirring the drink, or somebody more important to the team where we would actually have to worry. Well said, well said. Uh, Shaq, would you like to uh, tag in on this as well? Yeah, I, I would, because what I found interesting, and when Michael Root 1 uh, alerted us in the thread this morning about the article at first my eyebrows raised up because i saw the almost to a, almost to a man and usually you don't you don't promote the competition but today it was almost wow what an article you've got to read this it's a great read. it was almost hurriedly in the fact that they wanted to promote this and the two guys that i, that I you know I, I haven't been on twitter all day but the 
I haven't seen my Greece or Jimmy McBride or anyone like of that ilk promote this or add anything to this. And so that to me is telling. When you know, when you have all the right people who are or, or the wrong people, depending on where you come from, that that are, that are you know cat you know cat lovers and you know midgets who are you know, bending over backwards to say how great this is. And I, I, I got into I got into a little bit with uh, Kari Thompson. I'll talk about it a little bit on the weekend show. But he, he was just absolutely adamant in the fact that, you know, this anonymous source thing and, and journalists and, and journalists have to have the type of respect. But don't you think that, you know, first of all, it's the Boston Herald. And so if, if you're a Patriots fan, you're familiar with the Boston Herald and their uh, transgressions. Um, Kari was not apparently. 20 years. Kari, no, Kari was not apparently. Exactly. And Kari wasn't. <laughs> and that's almost unbelievable to me. But or it isn't because and then the, the biggest thing about it, when he was talking, he said um, the Patriots are an organization filled with misinformation. <laughs> self-reflection man like you work at weei and nbc takes boston like it's, it's almost unbelievable how shaq may have been hit by a snowplow but these things yeah. do happen <laughs> but we know okay but but again uh, that was a that was an excellent point talking about how we didn't hear from uh mike reese or jim mcbride they were the uh they were the Sherlock Holmesian dog that didn't bark with regard to this, with regard to the regard to that, the, you know, no, the, all the, all the, you know, unnamed sources, which, which is just like, a, as a Dan said earlier, it's just one of the things you have to deal with when, uh, when you're a journalist, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I didn't think, I, I thought, you know, I think, <laughs> I am sympathetic to that, but, you know, like you said, it's, it's what kind of vetting process are, do we think that the guy who is, um, you know, uh, hired Gabby star is really um, <laughs> holding, holding Karen and Andrew's um, feet to the fire on, on their sources here. And uh, yeah, come on. No, I mean, they're paid. Look, we know they're paid by the click, right? We know that a story like this can be full of, you know, anonymous sources, it could be the Zolaks and Bedards. It could be players. It could be, you know, people sliding into their DMs, Ben Volan style, right? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, we, we really don't know. But what we know is Boston media is rife with writers who will take dude slides into DMs and go with it, right? We, will, we, we know they'll go with, you know, this garbage bullshit sources and make up spygate stuff right we, we this happens all the time so don, the don ye impressionists right it, the, right exactly the don ye impressionists it's, it's, this happens <laughs> all the time so so when you when you write an article like this that's nothing but anonymous sources people around the team you know it's like the burden of proof is on is on the writer to to convince a a a, a readership that is full of disbelief or at least ought to be and, and i will say this you know to your point uh, Scarzi, yep. like there's obviously some smoke here, right? I mean, we all saw it with our own eyes. I think the thing that strikes me is, was there much in that article that like is beyond what has been reported on Twitter for the last three months? I mean, everybody who's followed the team has has had frustrations at times with, I mean, we talked on this podcast about the fact that Patriots were at the top of the standings on delay of game penalties. Like, I'd love to know that. Like, who can who can answer that? Why was the team so consistently slow in getting the plays in and why would they burn in timeouts too soon and and like like technical stuff like that i would find interesting as opposed to relying on scott zolak you know to to talk about how you know mac didn't like joe judge period at all period you know well we all know the only reason the plays weren't getting in was because of matt patricia <laughs> He's just become the absolute scapegoat for everything no, no, in the organization. No, no, no. Now it's Joe Judge, Scarcy. <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. I, I still want to blame that guy. I do think I do think it is funny though. The that um, Scarcy, I think you might have pointed it out. Uh, that now that they have made the move, uh, they've made the move with, with O'Brien. Now the narrative changed to not 
oh Bill's stubborn. He won't do the right thing. He, it's oh he blew it. He he blew a season. He wasted a season. Wasted a season. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I don't you know I I, I don't get I I I have a hard time taking that at face value coming from people who don't actually want them to win and who are openly rooting for them not so to for it to be a disaster like what do you care if they, they wasted a season who gives a shit like you don't care you don't want them to win it's 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 the ever-present thing it's the old old peter king thing where he always wanted somebody's uh to come face the music in a big press conference apologize where he's to, yeah and answer yeah. everything you know they they want pound of flesh is really mm-hmm. all it is just say the WMDs weren't there. We'll leave you alone after that. Yeah, you know, that, that old thing. Right. Hey, the last thing I want to say on this one is uh, I'm convinced that the, the single closest to the team source on this had to be Cam Acord because he's trying to get the heat off of him. Yeah. That's, that was probably the smartest thing he's done all year then. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it was all the offense. It was all the dysfunction. Pay no attention to the, the worst special teams of the Belichick era, right? Were they 30? So I don't, I don't look at DVOI anymore um, because it's not free. And that weirdo <laughs> shouts gives me the, the willies. Um, uh, is, um, were they 32nd in DVOA? Did I, is that true? Did anybody know I, that? I, I, I think I Marcus Jones single-handedly kept him out of the last spot, but they were, it was we'll the call worst him 31st. Just out yeah, of, it, was, uh, it, was, it was the worst of the Belichick era. That's like incomprehensible. That, that, like, that, that really is like, that is insane. If you want to blame Bill for something there, you know, yeah. we're not, snuffing acords like out you know that, like jesus that's the piece like i'd be much more interested in the in the hit job that that karen and andy wrote on the offense i'd be much more interested in the special teams version of that you know yeah that's crazy so if we were to presume that any of this is true right if if it if it is the players if it is certain players if we're to assume that uh there is some uh, discord in the locker room what what can we take from that? I mean, what what's the future then? I mean, I think I think Discord in the locker room is probably accurate, but I will say, you know, they didn't stop playing hard. Even oh, when they absolutely. sucked, they kept playing, yeah. they kept playing. Um, you know, do you lose a little brain drain when when McCordy and Slater possibly hang it up? Maybe. Um and you know, there is some. Uh, something to the inmates running the asylum thing, but uh, you know, getting, getting what they want. But, you know, to me, it's, I I want, it feels to me just uh, from this vantage point that it feels a little bit like a, uh, you know, a, a Sean Springs and whoever, I don't know, Derek, I don't know if Derek, Sean Springs, but you know, Adelius like, and, and feels like Bourne was one of those guys, but um, I don't know. I I, I don't think that it, it portends, for um disaster going forward i i, I kind of don't because i think i think the quarterback has the locker room on the offensive side and i think o'brien will will have the locker room so yeah i think it'll be okay i'm a, I'm a big believer in the, the how deeply embedded patriots culture is i mean certainly mccordy and slater are losses uh team leader guys but i'm a big believer in the culture i'm a big believer in in belichick kind of cementing that going forward and i also think the um the the you know, that this is typical, like competitors want to win. You know, I'm sure they looked across like the, the Bills game. Do I buy the smoke in that article about the frustration on the Bills game uh, at the end of the season? Yeah, I can buy that. You know, they they they, they want to beat that team. I mean, this is this is alpha competitor frustration. I mean, we see Stefan Diggs going off on Josh Allen in a playoff game. Right. I mean, these this happens. This shit happens. People made a big deal about Mac yelling at the coaches. Right. As if we didn't see Brady screaming at bill o'brien several years right, ago right, right screaming right, at right. i mean this this stuff happens everything like, old I, is new again I, absolutely I, I want these guys to be pissed off they went eight and nine right like i want them to be frustrated i want guys to be frustrated they didn't get the ball more you know at the same time the what i the patriots have always been about complimentary football and winning football and, and guys that are willing to put their individual accolades you know secondary to the team accomplishments right so i i can imagine if you have guys bought into that, they've, they've put their individual accolades secondary and then the team doesn't accomplish anything, then that can be frustrating. And I, I'm, I'm very sympathetic to that. And I believe that's the case. That, that's not a huge expose. That's, that's winners wanting to win. Yeah, the same goes with Mac with his, uh, the anger issues that they were trying to play up yeah. at the tail end of the season. Well, you know, I'd like a guy that's 
that's pissed off. Shows he cares. Yep. Oh, and just to uh, play devil's advocate, it's not like anyone that's on this team is going to on record say, you know, a bad word about Bill Belichick with, you know, 23 years with the team. So it's, it's, I just wanted to, you know, get that, uh, get that point in just to show that we're, uh, don't all, all the chairs aren't exactly in a row. Some of them are, you know, 45 degrees askew, I suppose. One of the things, too, is even the guys that are off the record were like, I love Bill. Like, you know, so it's kind of so I think the idea that he's going to lose the team or something like that, I think, is kind of that, you know, won't mesh with reality. And even if there was talk of that at this point, um, you know, when when camp rolls around, when when um, team organized team activities roll around uh, and it's different faces out there, that shit's gone, you know. I, yeah. I think that sounds about right. So what do you guys all think about with O'Brien? I'm in favor of it. I mean, what's it going to mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I am curious. Like, you know, one of the things that I did think about in that article was because we had heard early on that they were going to change um, the terminology to a, a word-based, uh, a word-based system. And, you know, one of the complaints that the media always had about Earhart Perkins was the um, was the numbering system. And mm-hmm. now you have to memorize all this stuff. But to me, like I could like if I look at like West Coast, like I can't I don't, I don't understand anything like that. But like reading about the Earhart system over the last two decades, you can kind of get it. So I'm just curious who's who thought that was a good idea to go away from that. Why? And will they be going back to um, a numbers based um, play calling system? That's like that stuff is is interesting to me, I yep. think, um, because it seems like they did go away from a lot of the other stuff that they were trying to do earlier in the year. The zone run stuff. Um, so I don't I don't know. Um, it, it, I, you know, the one thing, you know, I, I was I was pretty strong in saying I don't think it's the plays they're calling if you but if you want to throughout this past season that were was the the primary problems uh the one thing that i thought from a standpoint of what do i see when i'm looking at this is from a formation standpoint running some of the that ran and then they mentioned that today too the ram stuff and i you know, i i didn't like that this year when they you know they're lining up jacoby myers um offset um, for Mac and the gun, like he's fucking Cooper cup, you know, it's like, it, like a lot of that shit, the tight formation stuff, um, which I think, you know, you're, you're running these kind of tight stack things. It's just like, I, I, I it doesn't look like the Patriots often. So I'm curious if it goes back to um, with bill looks a bit like it used to. Well, if they do, will Belichick have to apologize publicly? He should. <laughs> He he owes you, Colin. <laughs> you know, and the thing the thing is too. Going back to that the article one more time, is um, is you know I was thinking too like the the human need to kind of um, retroactively um, create a narrative in our brain is I think you know it looks like it makes things look. We have to we have to say oh it was the worst thing we've ever seen it was so bad well you know it was I'm sure it was we we had documentation of how hard it was in, in 2009, you know, we had the, the NFL films, you know, we can't do anything. We can't run the ball. They just sit down on Wes and they take away Randy over the top and we're screwed. We can't do anything. You know? So the idea that it was never a a slog before, I think is, is like maybe a little, um, a little short-sighted and looking to kind of um, create that kind of story to, to kind of tell the story in our, in our mind, you know, of what happened. (laughs) You mean there's never a competition for the quarterback position in the Brady era ever? It was never called into question? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Ask Dave Brown that one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I talk about the this past weekend and, and the games that, that just completed. Uh, right. Yeah. Let me see. Let's start with the Niners-Dallas game. How about that formation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, wait. Pro, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was just gonna say. Look, I was at that game, right? And it was it was a blast to be at. And I got a lot of thoughts on that game. I should jump on a 49ers podcast. I think the uh, the the everybody wants to knock that formation at the end. 
the fact that that your $50 million, $40 million quarterback, Dak Prescott, gets the ball, the possession before, three minutes left, and they go three and out, like, I, I didn't see enough people really kind of zeroing in on that. I mean, there's the, the ha-ha, you know, Baltimore, or Indianapolis Colts, you know, formation kind of spoof that they did at the end. How about the fact that Dalton Schultz couldn't get two feet in bounds on a pretty simple out route, right, the play before, uh, which would have set him up at the 40 with seven seconds left. You know, that, that stuff, like, there, there's so many watching – watching the Niners in that game, win that game and execute in a, in a rock fight sort of game, oh, man, it was actually – it reminded me of some of those great Patriots wins, right? The Dallas is – you know, they've got the, the flair at quarterback and the, the – you know, the Niners got Brock Purdy, and they're just – they're just doing the little things, right? Watching the Niners just catch the ball on third down and convert, you know, these, these bang, bang plays, making those plays, getting into field goal position, kicking a field goal with one second left of, in the first half, right. To, to take the lead. Whereas Dallas is, you know, missing a field goal or missing an extra point, excuse me, um, getting it blocked. So the, the, it was just this, this, like, I was thinking about like, it's a, a playoff game is like a, a ledger, right. A two-sided ledger. And all these little things kind of stack up over the course of a game. And the team with fewer mistakes on the ledger, you know, is going to win that game. And the Niners had very few mistakes on their ledger, whereas Dallas had a lot of little ones. And, and that's, that's, you know, that's the difference. All, all I had was the cheap uh, formation joke. So who else <laughs> wanted to talk about uh, wanted to talk about the, uh, yeah, about the, uh... all, I'm say, all I'm saying is uh, I'm thinking some very dark things um, in heading up to this uh, Eagles and uh, 49ers game. And those dark things are, I feel like when when the game starts, I might be end up rooting for the Eagles. And that is just like a terrible thing. And I think it's mostly due to um, coronating Purdy as... Um, as Tom Brady, 2001 Tom Brady. So I think I might be rooting. Uh, I might be rooting. I might be rooting for the Eagles, which is just disgusting. But yeah, I'm, you, I, you're I, so fickle with that. You're so influenced by the storylines. Oh, absolutely. I am. I, I don't, I, I can, I'm like Charlie speaking of, I'm like Charlie and it's always sunny with my, um, my, my conspiracy lines behind me. <laughs> uh, it's every, no, I really am. I, I really is. I, I can, I can go back 20 years plus for, um, you know, to, to retroactively keep a, a narrative alive. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm out on Purdy. So. <laughs> oh no, 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 I can't, I can't. I'm pulling my chair way out of that row. I, I, I want, and Dan, you, you got to jump in. You teed off this topic, but. I got no problem with Purdy. I get no worries about some silly convoluted Brock is the next Tom Brady 2001 era. I like Jalen Hurts. I got no problem with him. I'm actually, whoever wins the NFC championship game, assuming Kansas City wins, I am all in on the NFC team in the Super Bowl. Well, that's still a big assumption that uh, Kansas City wins. Which is a nice problem to have. Yeah. All things considered. If, it's, if it's Cincinnati, I'm, I'm watching the game with like, I don't really care. Like, you know, let's have a great game. Both teams should have fun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I've got, I've got nothing against the Eagles other than their fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, well I, I've got another one, but I've got, I've got I, I have plenty of problems with Howie, but that's not a Howie problem. That's <laughs> oh, a, right, right, that's right, right. Peter King. That's a Peter King problem. So. Right. You have to dig deep for that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, I was loving that with the demise of the Bills from the playoffs comes the demise of all the stupid storylines everybody tried to project on these playoffs. You know, that, that there would be some sort of storybook ending were the Bills to win the Super Bowl after what happened to Hamlin. Um, mm-hmm. and, they, and they tried to shoo in, like, the, the, the shooting, and they tried to shoo in all the, you know, the, the blizzard, like all the poor, poor Buffalo. They deserve this Lake more than others. Blizzards. Come on, that's not even that's a not a they. That's a that's a Bert. That's not a they though. <laughs> for those and, and then the league points. did their damnedest to try to come make this come true mm-hmm. for the Bills too. They they screwed yeah. over the Chiefs. They screwed over the the Bengals, and none of that came to pass. So, um, I, th- I think people try to look for these uh, things to be preordained, like God plays a part and favors one team over another. There there was this um, uh, uh, second city. In, in Chicago, there was this old skit where 
uh, a player was being interviewed after after the game, and and the player was uh, expressing how much he wanted to, how much he owed the win uh, to the Lord, and so the the reporter followed up with uh, something like, uh, "Your victory today eliminates any hope for the for Kansas City. So tell me, why does God hate the Kansas City Chiefs?" <laughs> <laughs> and so I just like anything that removes any of these things that that feel like it's not preordained. It's it's uh, I, I just didn't just removing that, especially I think about um, Hamlin, what he's going to be facing. I don't know what's going to happen with this guy, with his life, with his Lord football and Savior. career. He's Lord and Savior. He's certainly not alive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was weird. That was that was funny, though. I like I that that made me laugh a lot. Because you know, where did that come from? Well, it was it was it was it was really like like they didn't you didn't get a good look at him, and I you know you kind of understand why you probably need to be careful when it comes to uh, germs and things of that nature at this point in his but, uh, yeah, recovery. But it was just hilarious that we never got a good look at him. So it was like that was perfect, especially for those. Oh yeah, you got him. Deep- you know, oh, I was looking happy. like uh, Claude Rains and the Invisible Man. That's not going to create any. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any conspiracy yeah. <laughs> theories at all? Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta feel bad for the Hamlin they had in Atlanta for the uh, neutral playoff game, right? Not being able to go in and uh, he's not gonna do it. Yeah, no, nope. <laughs> he was gonna get a sad card for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> man. I, I just gotta say, we will hopefully in 20 years, we'll look back on that game and still appreciate the Bengals and Joe Burrow and, and those guys for saving us from neutral site championship games in perpetuity i'm convinced the league had this teed up it was going to be a smashing success in atlanta uh you know peter king was going to have his five thousand words in monday morning quarterback without oh, yeah. carrying, oh, carrying water too. behind him right uh laying out you know with stories about all the all the good folks in atlanta who got jobs from it and you know they, i mean they would they would go deep into the the economic impact for atlanta and you know, yeah. now the now, of course, cities will be tripping over themselves to bid for these, which means, you know, more money in the hands of owners and players. And what could be wrong with that? And like that was that was all that was a freight train going down the tracks. And, and it looked like a surefire thing. And the Bengals fucked it all up. And I love it. I will love them. I will always have a soft spot for that franchise, because now if the league goes with this route, they can't go this route based on the success of 2022's experience. Right. right. They have to they have to just do it right. They, they can't they can't fall back and say, wow, it was such a smashing success. Everybody wants to do it. You know, so I, I, I love the Bengals for that. Their storybook ending didn't come to pass. That was theirs. Yes, exactly. I, that was the John, league storybook. Yeah. You're talking about how watching the, the 49ers reminded you of the Patriots. I thought watching the Bengals reminded me of some of the old Patriots. I thought that they imposed their will both mm. offensively and defensively on the Bills. Uh, I thought that was that game was really fun to watch. Yeah, Dude. I caught I caught the the last quarter um, at the stadium. I was able to watch it at the stadium, and I just I couldn't believe how much they threw the Buffalo threw the ball. You know, it's like the the they got way finesse, and the Bengals were the smash mouth physical team. And you know, this is this was the year for the Bills. You look at where they are salary cap wise, and you look at you know the the contract situation they've got with some of their guys. You look at guys like Edmonds being a free agent. You know this was their year, and like I don't know their their fans have fully grasped that. But if they have, they've got to be absolutely devastated. They went out like this. Are we lucky enough for this to maybe be some kind of, uh, yeah, you know, like you said with the cap situation? Are we lucky enough for it to be? Um, a beginning of a, a less um, effective organization is does does this carry kind of have some kind of uh, carryover where they're the trend the needle is pointing down now for them? I would think so. I mean, you know, what's Josh Allen won without Brian Dable, right? I mean, his did he regress <laughs> this year or is it yep. just me? Right. So he right? turned the ball over quite a bit. You yeah. know, he turned the ball yeah. over a lot. But he was a turnover machine down the stretch, right? And, you know, I think the, the, the mythology around the Bills that was built late last season in their, in their dismantling of the Patriots and their, you know, toe-to-toe with the Chiefs, the, the, you know, the, the, the mythology of them that extended into September and October, I think it collapsed in December. I mean, we, I think we talked about this. That, that loss was 
on the radar, ready to be kind of identified. Uh, the way the Patriots played them, you know, others went you know toe to toe with them. Nobody was afraid of them. And then Cincinnati goes in and pushes them around, as Dan said. The now they got to keep. They're going to try to keep that band together. So you know that team's it's not a young team. A lot of veteran people are. Oh my God! How could almost thirty-four-year-old Von Miller get hurt at the end of the season? How could this happen? You know, he's fucking thirty-four years old, right? Like that shit happens to old people in the NFL. So, what are they? You know, what is, what is their path for? I think the AFC East is is up for grabs. You know, I mean, the Patriots are going to get better. The Dolphins are good. I don't know what the hell the Jets are going to do. Maybe they're going to get Aaron Rodgers, and then you got the Bills. That I mean, they, they got they got three good teams in, to contend with in that division. Yeah, um, you guys, there was a this rumor this week, um, and it wasn't very credible. Um, it was one of those, hey, they could do this. Um, and I don't really know potentially why they would do this. Um, but I, th- I think he there's an out after 23 for Hunter Renfro, you know, 28 years old, mm-hmm. base salary, very reasonable. So it doesn't make a lot. I mean, maybe they're not going to resign him. Maybe he didn't buy in there. Um, that would be a guy if I was going to target someone. Um in the league from a receiver standpoint, I know people were saying, were they saying like T Higgins or something for me, like the, the kind of guy they need and that they don't have the chain, the, the, the quick chain mover um, mm-hmm. guy is, is, is Renfro. And that, that's someone that I would, I would target. Do you guys, are you guys on board with somebody like that? Yeah, it's a good target. I'd be, uh, I'd be happy with you with that. I uh, just got the right pallor, you know, everything is, is <laughs> correct uh, for, for Bill, but no, I, I, I like the guy. I think he's tough. So um, I, that would be somebody that I, I would like. Um, and then, you know, I think you get him with O'Brien and, and you get another Parker another year in the system and feel, I sound like red and uh, I sound like red with, we got Larry, we got one or two little moves. We're ready to go. I was trying to identify uh, the player on other teams that would be there at third down back, who's going to be the, uh, the Burkhead or the, or the Woodhead or the, uh, you know, who's, who's going to come in like that? The, the, the Lewis, you know? Mm. Yeah. Throw Lewis in there. Good. They're, they're oh, yeah. not on to us now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that got off to a bad start, didn't it? James White. James White would, would qualify as no, yeah, the, yeah, you can't, you can't do that to Ramondre again. It was too much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh you, yeah. I mean, a lot of it was a Harris injury, but like even yeah. even without that, it's still, it's it's too much. Um, you know, not fresh at the end for sure. Well, what what was Strong's reputation in college? I mean, does is he have that that capability? I know he's fast as all get out. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the perception when they drafted him. Right, he was in that third down back, Shane Vereen, James yeah. White sort of mold, okay. right? I mean, Vereen, I thought Vereen had really good speed when he was, especially when he was younger. So, um, you know, strong in that sort of, in that sort of vein. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was okay in college. I, it wasn't like he couldn't, it wasn't like, you know, oh, this is a guy just, you know, but it was, I don't think it was, it wasn't like gangbusters or anything like that out of the backfield um, for them. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the guy um, or not, but yeah, they, they need somebody like that. I think, um, yeah, a lot of those guys, I mean, a lot of those guys do that apprenticeship year, right? I mean, I remember James White doing anything his first year uh, right. before he came Vereen, on the scene. Well, Vereen was hurt too, right? But the, the yeah. Vereen, yeah. So, you know, yeah. It, it's, I, I'm, I, I give him a, a clean, I give Strong a clean slate going into next season. I think he's good. This is his opportunity to show out uh, what he can do, having a, a you know, full year in the system. Yeah. All right. Well, we solved the problems. We're good All to right. go. There you go. Just you know, draft a couple of tackles. You know, maybe trade down for them. I have I have a question uh, that I like to throw out there. Uh, where's Tom going? Is there a perfect I mean, spot for him to parachute into, like Tampa? I don't think so. <laughs> Vegas would be. I think the. I think that's got to be the Vegas. Fa- Vegas has got to be the Vegas favorite on this. Would be my assumption. Hmm. Um, I, I've seen a couple of people talk about like, could he fit in Detroit? Uh, you know, t- that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think it's, I think Vegas is the, is the place. I mean, it just, it good just seems good thing. Giselle's out of the picture. I don't think she, <laughs> she'd like to live in, uh, in Detroit. She yeah. can live in the, in the ruins of the, the silver dome. <laughs> well, can you picture Dan Campbell? Can you picture Tom Brady and Dan Campbell? I mean, talk about an odd yeah. couple. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's made for him and Josh McDaniels. Right. I mean, it's, it's all okay. set up. Well, maybe, but I will say two, 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 two things I would say 
that's that's the most obvious but i i believe josh was the tom's changed guy um source in the wickersham article tom's changed oh i believe that i believe he was talking in that to wickersham i don't think this means that they wouldn't get back together but i also think too that um <laughs> a certain former reporter for the new york daily news whose name shall not be mentioned by out of my mouth um you know said that mcdaniels um was sick of him uh at, at the end i believe so there's two things that I, the first one i'm i'm you know not have have no no uh evidence on i'm just guessing and the third thing is 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 single dad tom going to move to las vegas even with accommodations that's a pain in the ass on an off day to be flying back um so that's why i would just i it, it appears to be it would be the most logical one but uh, for those reasons i don't know if it is yeah i mean where like what else jumps out at you that's kind of i mean tamper in miami uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem like the timing works out there the thing with miami yeah the thing with miami is you know they've said that okay two is gonna be the quarterback fine that that could that could we'll say lots of things yeah yeah i just wonder i just wonder and it would be pretty egregious by the league to have given stephen ross you know suspended through middle of october uh a million and a half dollar fine first rounder and whatever else it was in um yeah. and then say yeah sure go go ahead and and, and, and go there now tom like, that doesn't well, even what's for that the story league, now with where peyton's going uh, i don't know is he going to denver it, it i mean the last stuff i saw on this is it, there's like nothing really lining up for him so he may he may sit it out another year who would want to go to denver um it, uh, the, is that a terrible spot i don't know I'm I'm thinking about that inheriting bad. that that Wilson contract, and when inherit you're you're yeah. forced to you're forced to have him. <laughs> but can he be, can he be better under under Sean Payton? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that job's that bad. Uh, they got a really good defense. They've got good skill guys. You you go in, you have to fix Russell Wilson, obviously, but you've got a a really like serious ownership crew there too. And, you know, if I'm picking a job, like I love, I'll always respect what Josh McDaniels did basically walking out on Jim Ursay, right? Because everybody knows like that's a fucking circus. And that's, then, that, that story is, is wild that I 100% believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Spent an hour in the can. Yeah, <laughs> an hour in the bathroom. Oh, so that's awesome. Deflating footballs. It, it takes a lot of balls. To She's walk like, out where, does get this, where does he get this energy? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, laughing, I mean, laughing parody. Yeah. yeah the, the, the easy path is to is to just suck it up and take the job because there's only 32 of them, right? And you know, he he basically walked out on it and and took a hit to his own reputation, even though he, you know, to thine own self be true, right? So I got I got a lot of respect for Josh on that. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a bold move, and it and it did uh, did pay out. So, does Tennessee feel does Tennessee feel like a reasonable place for Tom? It doesn't feel like a Tom place from the standpoint of. But did Tampa? All, Tampa all, didn't. The, all the things. No, well, but, yeah, but no, I'm talking about. I mean, from a um, from what he wants, lifestyle sort of. Uh, I don't care about yeah. the, no. I, I mean, like from the players, the, the players that they have. But do they have it set up for him? Do they have the? Yeah, no, and 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 yeah, you would think logically um, that a guy of his age would want a one of the only true bell cows. I don't know how many miles miles he has left on 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 him because it does seem to be a little bit regressing this year, Henry. Um, but is you know, he, Tom, Tom isn't a big, um, yeah, I'll, I'll hand it off yeah. that many times. So I don't would, know. Would he, would he turn Traylon Burks and then kill Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Not, yeah, maybe, oh, maybe for one season, then the Patriots can get their uh, hands on him. I'd take that risk. Yeah. So, I, yeah mean, I don't know. Nothing, nothing jumps out, right? Like Tennessee, you know, being back with coach Braves and, you know, I mean, you know, maybe there's something there. They, they, they certainly have a need. How many teams, you know, how many teams want to go all in on a guy like Brady? Uh, you made this point, I think, on Twitter, Mike, on Route, Route 1, you know, going in all in on Brady, knowing that the, the cap destruction, you know. <laughs> right. right. Pride goeth before the fall, right? right. You know, the, the cap destruction is, is just a couple years away. 
Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Vegas does kind of make sense. Um, if and and you know, I wonder too if if that's a you know, Josh is all things being equal, maybe maybe Josh wouldn't do that, but also he's gonna you know live to fight another day. He's gonna keep the job. And I'm and and if if the owner wants him, I'm sure that he you know that that would probably make sense. So I, I guess it I guess it it does check out, and maybe and maybe Tom doesn't care about um, as much about tucking in young young Vivi and mouth kissing um, <laughs> Benny anymore. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. So one thing I have to touch on if we pivot to baseball, I've got a I've got to raise Peter Gammons's tweet. Red Sox Nation in January 6th mode at the Fan Winterfest. I, I could not believe. I mean, look, he's, he's obviously lost a lot of his fastball. And I, and I think, you know, if any Boston writer clings to the days where their Sunday notes column was unassailable and things like Twitter and advanced stats didn't exist, you know, Peter is that guy. But to refer to Red Sox fandom as being in January 6th mode because they dared to boo ownership at their, at their fan fest that they paid what, like $85 to go to that stupid ass thing in Springfield. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'd be booing for that reason alone. I mean, how in, in, in a scale of one being like fully lucent to Upton Bell, where is Peter Gammons? Oh, I think he's got problems. He's at a QQQ seven twelve <laughs> XM. Pound, pound, <laughs> at. And and how dare you? How dare you? My my Donnie Sadler and Wilton Varis um, all star <laughs> all star cards would would strongly disagree with his vouching. <laughs> but yes, uh, where did the January sixth? Comp I think they from. were like they were rioting. They're riotous. I think is that what it is? Were, were, were they saying that you know team yeah. scorekeepers cost uh, cost them some wins this year, and it was very very unfair? Yeah. yeah, he's he's threading the needle a bit on on that <laughs> one. They didn't want to certify <laughs> posthumously certify Jerry Remedy as president emeritus of Red Sox Nation. <laughs> The, the, the dismemberment of Wally the Green Monster will commence at 8.15. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, While we're talking camera. about the, the Red Sox winter thing, I'm assuming you guys all saw the Gabrielle Starr, what she sacrificed to get her story in. That was amazing, yeah. I mean, she she sat in a car. She sat in a car, and uh, it was it was one of the great you know, heroic journalistic um moments so i haven't done a what it's like being a woman in sports in a while and i figure that this is the perfect opportunity because this was night one of red sox winter weekend and i was worried that i would get locked in the arena if i stayed too long and had i had to file my story i have a deadline you know for my job so i went out to the car <laughs> and sat here in the car using the hotspot on my phone to file the story on my lap. And I didn't want to turn the car on because I didn't want to waste it. So I only just turned it on now that I'm done filing the story and I'm going to go to my hotel. So I sat here in the cold. It is, it was snowing all day. So it's in the thirties, if not colder. Um, I sat here in the cold, can barely feel my fingers finishing my story so I could meet my deadline um and now I'm going to go to my hotel and check in and pass the heck out as as if there's like these reams and reams of female reporters that have gotten locked in stadiums across the nation <laughs> it's it's the worst it's the worst nightmare of every of every parent that has a woman in sports as an offspring <laughs> who among us uh, and, and the thing is, you know, locked in a stadium. is that my daughter in that? There's a security I, guy that sees the, the guy reporter still in there. It's like, oh, okay, you're fine. You, you, can, oh, you can come out, but the girl reporter is going to. What's the gift? What's that gift for the guy looking around the tree rubbing his hands? 
Uh, and if only there was some way to turn that digital recording device she had into some sort of crude telephone, she could call help if she was locked in. <laughs> she nah, nah, nah. Her way up. That's the MacGyver her way out. <laughs> she, she, she looks at the phone. She's I can't. Oh God. Um, but th- then she goes to the other she gets gets back to the hotel. And it's so disgusting because you can just see her pivoting her, the wheels turning <laughs> to I'm going to be, you know, like the next mommy influencer, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, like, you know, in it's travel, like, you know, travel tips. And what you do is you microwave popcorn at your hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of micro, you know, this must have been an extended stay place with a microwave. <laughs> I guess there's a fourth, the four, four seasons East Long Meadow Scartsy. At least he was at the MGM hotel there. Okay, all right. Which is, you know, very nice. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and she she puts she puts sweetest fish in it. Um, tip for you guys at home. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, she she is disgusting. And I I and I didn't even I, get to the Swedish fish part. Oh, you <laughs> that's <didn't>? terrible. <laughs> you, you finished before that? I, I said nope. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's serious serious question so you're you're running hr at the herald assuming yep. they have somebody in an hr department at that point i don't know if that that position's been filled and you're you're interviewing for this job the anxiety of being locked in a stadium after hours that doesn't come up in the job interview that isn't a red flag that like maybe this person shouldn't be doing a pro sports beat like you know, maybe, maybe you're not like my, my theory is like, if you're willing to work for free in exchange for a media credential so that you can kind of moonlight as a, as a Sox beat writer while you're building your travel and leisure influencer brand, you know, yeah, sure. We'll give you a free press pass and you can cover the team. I, I mean, like, yeah. do you think there's a salary associated with this or is it just really for kids? I don't know, man, it, it, but they, they got the salary. right person. They got, yeah, but they got the right person to do it for, <laughs> for very, very cheap. And, you know, I, I do, I do based on tweets that I've seen, I don't follow her because I've been blocked for half a decade at this point. Um, she's a, she appears to be a very nervous person with a lot of neuroses. Um, but um, she, uh, I think she, there's like seriously like issues. So like the fact that she was concerned about that, I actually legitimately believe she was yeah. probably concerned about that, but she also likes the the attention of oh my yeah. god guys yeah yeah i mean normally I, I, normally I love it. You, you'd talk to like if you've got anxiety about getting locked in a stadium and you work for a professional sports team you'd usually share that with dr melfi and nobody else right? right so so you know the fact that you want to put that stuff on tiktok and and be an influencer there's probably legitimate anxiety but there's also like a, a weird narcissistic element to it Oh yeah, she's yeah, and she's an insane narcissist too, for sure. Um, yeah. So, do we think she'll still be uh, working for the Herald come the All Star break with all these problems? Uh, yeah, I was saying June. June was my my original guess. Oh, I'll go. I'll take the over. I'll oh, take okay. the over. Yeah. I know our our friend Kirk Minahan, who is a fan of <laughs> of some of the work that that we did we've been doing around this Gabby Star thing. Not that I've been doing anything, but um, she uh, uh, he thinks doesn't make it to opening day, which I think is a very aggressive goal. <laughs> Oh, that, man, that's very that is that's that. bold. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm going over because I don't really think the Herald like has an right. HR department. Cares? Like, no, who's, who's, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 owned by a venture capital firm that that like legitimately is probably looking at nothing but clicks. And I think you know she can generate them. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. you know it. Time will time will tell. If yeah, I can, uh, if I can pivot back a bit, uh, you brought up Dr. Melfi, which brings up the Sopranos, and I want to go to Polly Walnuts. Wasn't there some sort of baffling uh, comparison made by I think Peter King? Oh God! Which I think yeah. needs to be talked about briefly. Yeah. What did he say? He said that. Um, uh, Burrow. What's wasn't that? It? Joe Wait, Burrow. It was Burrow, wasn't it? You yes. Compared Burrow to Polly Walnuts. Right. <laughs> Right. Speaking of, of, of nervous Nellies, right? Yeah. The cool, the cool, common collected, like bloodless Polly Walnuts. Now, uh, <laughs> if you want to say Polly would commit murder without, you know, uh, batting an eye, that's, that's absolutely, absolutely true. But like the calm, cool and collected um, part of it was really just unbelievable. So Peter wrote, um, Joe Burrow is not a cute upstart. He's the Polly Walnuts of NFL quarterbacks, able to rip the guts out of the alien, the Allens and Mahomes's 
without changing expressions, without feeling one pang of sorrow for the vanquished. Yes, noted one note, uh, Polly Walnut's face, like never, <laughs> never, never, never just showing his cards. Oh like, my God. The he most neurotic have... character in TV history. Like, yeah, I, 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 I saw your tweet on this. I can't believe he ever watched the show if he said that. Yeah. That, that's uh, I, I think you answered your own question. <laughs> Peter <laughs> King be a, misread emotions? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's, it, it's the, it, and these are the people that influence, right? Like, these are the people that get like hundreds of likes on that cornball stuff. It's it boggles the mind. These like ruining the brains of kids who haven't ever watched the show. And now they've got like this misimp, you know, this bad impression of Polly Walnuts. Anyway, that stuff bothers me more than it should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's 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 why we have this podcast we can work this stuff out you you are my dr melfi scartsy (laughs) Mm -hmm. well we've gone past our 50 minutes but i think we can keep on talking for a little while longer do we want to uh discuss uh what we think is going to happen on in the playoff games this weekend or something sensible like that yeah let's start go ahead dan what we what we think will happen or what we hope will happen you know actually i yes I, I I see Philly and and I, I really believe Cincy's the better team. I was worried about Cincy going into uh, Kansas City with their offensive line situation, but man, they just dominated the lines against the Bills. Uh, I'm going with uh, Eagles, and my 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 head says Cincinnati, but. I'm going, I'm going to go with, we're going to be miserable. And, and we can't have nice things. Yeah. Nice. And Patrick Mahomes hero on one, on one ankle um, is a narrative that we're going to have to be, um, we're going to have to live with. And, you know, I, I, can I just say this? I don't think I'm like this kind of like woke in the traditional sense kind of thing. Um, But can we maybe that we're still doing the tomahawk chop, and banging yeah. on a drum, it's just, it feels a little like maybe we could maybe we could do without that. Uh, these it, it's really weird. It really is weird that we're, that that's still a thing, you know. And I'm okay with the Chiefs nickname. I don't think that's particularly egregious. It's not the Indians logo. It's not Redskins. But it, it, I think it's time to move on, guys. I think and that's the only is that's the only place that still does that chant. Is some oh, uh, Brave. State? Brave still do it. The Braves got it. Yeah. And, and I'm sure Florida state, the Florida state works something out with the Seminole tribe of Florida. So they've got like, they got, they got it all kind of, they got it all streamlined. They gave them a bunch of land. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think they put a casino on the campus is what happened. I'm going, look, I'm, I'm going with the Eagles, even though I enjoy the Niners. I'm a big, I've become a huge, like Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan fan, like just watching him, you know, do his work with Purdy the last several weeks. Um, but I, I just Philly, Philly's defensive front, their front four, their ability to kind of, I think they're going to be able to kind of control the line of scrimmage and keep Purdy from from making plays with his feet, keep him in the pocket, force him to uh, get the ball out quickly. I think they're going to they're going to beat the Niners. And then yeah, my my heart is is all in on the Bengals. Um, like I said, what they did for football fans across the country and in, in killing the NFLs neutral site plan uh they deserve to be in the super bowl for that alone um but man i I can't deal with the mahomes you know worship if he does it on one leg you know um oh god this is a bruder films they've been breaking down of him in practice this week of you know the way he's been moving the way he's been walking to the podium that um (laughs) nobody walks like that oh it's gonna be (laughs) it's gonna be awful It'll be awful. So please, Bengals, Joe Burrow, you know, finish this thing out and get to the Super Bowl again. What shape are the Niners in injury-wise? I thought I saw that uh, uh, McCaffrey and and uh, Debo weren't practicing or didn't. Practice yeah, I think it's day. just it's just bumps and bruises stuff. Okay. I mean, they'll they'll be they'll be good to go. All right. Well, I see. Uh, I would like to see the uh, like to see Cincinnati, of course, for the reasons that everyone else said. Nah, I'd like. Uh, I like the Eagles to make the Super Bowl because I believe that if they win another one, that will finally break the curse and the you know up can can have the sweet uh, release of death finally. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know that, that's my reading of the tea leaves, but that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Any uh, any final thoughts from uh, Mike on Route One or uh, Brother I have John? None. 
No, I have not. I've thought. I've thought enough. We we've done enough. We've done enough thinking for one night. We uh, yeah. This, we managed this, to somehow you know somehow cobble together a uh, podcast on on the you know, very uh, uh. I'm going to give us all give us all an A minus for this one. <laughs> all right. I'll I take am, it. All right. We have had uh, Dan with us. Shaq was here briefly. He is still alive. Don't worry. <laughs> we've got that. Uh, we've got proof. I'm of like Demar Hamlin. <laughs> Mike on Route One was here. Brother John was here. I am, uh, and of course, uh, our uh, fearless leader, Ironhead. He is uh, meeting with uh, meeting with sponsors. So we will uh, find out how things go uh, with regard to that. You know, at at, uh, at some future date. Well, Havana, Havana Rounds is on the market. I don't know if that means anything. To you. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> they're they're looking. They're looking, and we might. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. Fingers we, crossed. We will. We see. have too. I'll just say we have too much class for athletic greens. We, we, <laughs> we have no interest in those guys. They they are begging us to take them on, and we said absolutely not. Super beats. <laughs> <sighs> we we got to we got to do something here. Well, all right. Well, I, I think I I think we can call this one. Yeah. This has been uh, this has been entitled town. Thank you for listening. We will be back at some future date, and until then. Turn your radios off. And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team.